How many of you are familiar with the crow's nest? You've heard of the term? You've seen them before, maybe on a ship, like a sailboat or something? Uh, so if you don't know, the, the term comes from an old Viking legend uh, about how they would uh, navigate through uh, waters that were difficult to see through. Um, what they would do is they would take a, a cage and they would tie it to the top mast of a ship. And in it would be either a raven or a crow. <coughs> and uh, if, if things got difficult to see, they would open up the cage and they would set the crow free. And the crow would invariably uh, fly straight to land. And so they would follow the crow uh, on the way to get to land when they couldn't see land ahead. Um, the actual term for a crow's nest, and what we know is a modern-day crow's nest, something that looks like this, uh, comes from 1807. There was an Arctic explorer by the name of William Scoresby Sr., and he took a barrel and he tied it to the top of the top mast uh, on his ship, uh, and then somebody would sit in it, and somebody would be in the, the crow's nest, and they would point out dangers that were coming ahead, whether it would be like something like an iceberg, uh, whether they were going to run aground, uh, if there was uh, rough waters ahead, the crow's nest was way up high and could see those things coming, could point out the dangers. And when you think about it, we all, at some point in our lives, need someone in our crow's nest. Uh, when you think about it, you need someone to, to be looking out for you. Uh, we need, uh, especially for the children in our lives, we need to be looking out for the children in our lives. We need to be looking out for children. We need to be in their crow's nest. Uh, we need to be looking out for the little ones in our lives. And again, we may have different ways of influencing children in our lives. You may be a mom or a dad. You may be a stepmom, a stepdad. Uh, you might be a uh, grandparent. Uh, you might be an aunt or an uncle. Maybe you're a teacher or a youth sponsor. Uh, and maybe you, you don't have kids of your own, but you have a lot of influence over kids uh, in your family or kids in your neighborhood. Uh, let's face it, we pretty much all have kids in our lives uh, in one way or another, and we have influence over these children, um, and we need to be careful how we uh, influence them. And we need to be up in the crow's nest uh, of their lives uh, in order to guide them through dangerous waters. And, and not just little kids, but even like teenagers need someone in the crow's nest. Young adults need someone in the crow's nest. I'm 45 years old. I need someone in my crow's nest to, you know, because I, I do dumb stuff all the time. Um, well, thank you for not laughing at that. <laughs> it's like, no, we believe it. We totally get that. We totally, yeah. No, no, no. So we all need someone in the crow's nest uh, to kind of point us through danger and to get us through uh, dangerous times uh, and to navigate the waters of life. Um, we started a series here last week called Navigating Relationships, and we compared the relationships in our lives to the parts of a ship. Uh, last week we talked about our friendships and how friends are kind of like uh, the rudder of a ship, that as our friends go, so often we will go. And we are all susceptible to peer pressure in one way or another. The people in our lives, we said that the, we are the average of the five people closest to us. Last week is a, qu a quote from a businessman. And I think it's right. I think it's true that we are the kind of like the average of the five people closest to us. When I think about the five people closest to me, I, I look and sound and act a lot like them. Uh, and I make choices based on those relationships. And so they're kind of like the rudder of a ship in that they steer us 
uh, toward, they'll either steer us closer to Jesus or they will steer us away from him. And so it's very important that we are careful about how we choose our friends. Um, today we're talking about our relationships with the children in our lives. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about our romantic relationships. We're going to talk about our husbands, our wives. We're going to talk about our significant others. We're going to talk about, uh, even if you're single, uh, we're going to talk about you uh, next week and, and how God uh, intends for you to be single uh, and what his idea of singlehood is all about. So we're going to talk about that next week. And then the following week, we'll, on August 28th, uh, August 25th, we'll be talking about um, our relationship with God and how uh, God is the anchor of our lives. So we'll be talking about that for the next couple of weeks. And then uh, Labor Day weekend, I'm going to preach about baptism and why we think baptism is so important here at GFCC. We'll talk about baptism that week. Uh, and then we're going to start a new series in September called How to Be Rich. Uh, it's not about what you have. It's about what you do with what you have. And so we're going to talk about how to be rich in the month of September. And then in October, we'll talk about what a difference a day makes and how people had an encounter with God and how it changed their lives from one day to the next. So that's what we're going to talk about in October. But for today, we're talking about children uh, and having an influence and an impact in the lives of children. Um, and so it, this would be a great time if you've got the GFCC app on your phone to pull out your phone uh, and take notes in the, in the app. Like I said, there's all kinds of things you can do with our app uh, just by searching for GFCC in your app store. You can download the app and follow along with the sermon today. Uh, and there's a lot of passages of scripture and so this would be a really good time to use your app because it can remind you of these different things throughout the week. I want to begin with a passage from the book of Matthew and I want to talk to dads first. We're going to talk to dads, we're going to talk to moms, we're going to talk to grandparents, we're going to talk to influencers, and then we're going to talk to children. So uh, lots of ground to cover today. But I want to begin with fathers and there's a story from the book of Matthew when Jesus is baptized uh, that talks about what God the Father said to his son Jesus. And it's in Matthew chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. It says this, And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Now, here's the thing. Uh, God the Father says three things to his Son, Jesus. There was three things that his Son needed to hear. And folks, uh, dads, your kids need to hear three things from you. And these are the same three things that God the Father told his son Jesus. And if Jesus needed to hear these three things, your kids need to hear three, these three things. So first of all, uh, God the Father affirmed the identity of his son. He says, this is my son. This is my son. He affirmed his identity. You need to affirm their identity. You are my child. You are my son. You are my daughter. And that makes you special. The second thing that God the Father said to his son Jesus was that he loved him. This is not just my son. This is my beloved son. Some translations say this is my son whom I love. And so dads, your kids need to hear you say that you love them. They need to hear those three words from you. I love you. Your kids need to hear you say that to them. And, and you may say, well, <clears throat> we don't do that in my family. We don't, <clears throat> And some of you are like, yeah, we don't. We don't say those words in my family. Your kids need to hear you say that. If Jesus needed to hear his father tell him that he loved him, your kids need to hear you say that you love them. So tell your kids, dads, 
it's so important. You know, and if your dad never told you that he loved you, you know, I'm, I am so sorry. And my dad tells me he loves me all the time. And, and, and I tell him right back, I love you too. And, and sometimes it's a race. Sometimes we race to see who can say it first. Don't we? Don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. I try to get it in before him sometimes. I can hear a little frustration in his voice. I love you too. I didn't get it in there first. Anyway, um, but tell your kids that you love them. Dads, tell your kids that you love them. And like I said, if your dad never told you he loved you, you know, don't pass that cycle on. Break that cycle and tell your kids that you love them. Thirdly, so God the Father told his son that he, uh, he affirmed his identity. He told him that he loved him, and he told him he was proud of him. With whom I am well pleased. I am pleased with my son. He has done a good job. He has done the right thing. When Jesus was baptized, uh, God the Father said he has done the right thing. I am pleased with him. I am proud of my son. So fathers, tell your kids that you're pleased with them, that you're proud of them, that they do something well, that they're good at something. Kids need to be built up that way. So build up your kids. Encourage your kids. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4 says this, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way that you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from from the Lord. And that Greek word there for uh, uh, aggravate, uh, to provoke your children to anger, means it's the word parogismos, and it means to provoke or exasperate, to incite indignation or wrath. Don't uh, provoke your children to anger. Instead, encourage them, instruct them, and discipline them. We'll talk about discipline in just a little bit. We will talk about it. Some of you are like, yes. Um, godly discipline. Uh, Colossians 3.21 says, Fathers, do not aggravate your children or they will become discouraged. And that's the Greek word erethizo. And erethizo means to provoke. And the base word eris uh, means strife or contention. That if you are constantly battling your children, if you are constantly butting heads with your children, you are going to discourage them. And I know sometimes it's hard because teenagers, I don't know if you know this or not, but they can be a little bullheaded. Teenagers? No. Sure. Sure they can. Young adults, same thing. 45-year-old sons, I can be bullheaded. Yes, I can. But I'm telling you right now, don't, uh, don't look for strife and contention. Instead, uh, encourage your children. Do not provoke them to anger. Do not provoke them or incite them to wrath. Instead, encourage your children. So dads, you need to tell your kids you love them. You need to tell them that you're proud of them. You need to affirm their identity. And don't provoke them to anger by the way that you treat them don't bully your kids don't abuse your kids if you are bullying or abusing your kids stop it knock it off don't 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 abuse your children love your children discipline your children lovingly discipline your children we'll talk about that in just a second but don't provoke them to anger and don't create a cycle of abuse instead break that cycle um, I want to talk to moms for just a second. Now, this is an area that I don't have a lot of experience in because I'm, you know, not a mom. Um, but my, my son has a great mom. My son has a wonderful mom. Uh, and uh, there are some things that, that my wife does wonderful for our son. And I want to encourage uh, the ladies here, uh, for, for the moms here, especially if you're a single mom. Goodness, you have such a hard job. Single moms, I want you to know uh, we are in your corner here at GFCC. We are in your corner as a single mom. Or if you're a single dad, we are in your corner. And we want to help you. We want to partner with you. We want to come alongside you and help you however we can as a church family uh, in your job as a single mom or single dad. Because you got the job of both. You got to be both mom and dad. We want to help you as a church 
uh, in your role as a single parent. Um, so, because some churches, will, you know, you don't feel welcome if you're a single parent. I'm telling you, you're welcome here. We want you here, and we want to partner with you, because uh, it's a tough job. Uh, and so, what do moms do? Moms comfort their children. They nurture their ki- children. They teach them. They instruct them. Uh, they discipline them. Uh, kind of the, a lot of the same things that a dad does. Uh, for example, Isaiah 66:13 says this about God. He says, as a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. And so moms, you can be a lot like God in the way that you comfort your children and the way that you nurture your children. Men and women are different. We have different roles. It doesn't mean one's better than the other because it's not. We're, we're in this together. We're, when we're uh, a team, uh, the family runs better. And so it's important that we be a team as a family um, and, in the way that we raise our kids. Uh, Proverbs chapter 6 verse 20 says, My son, obey your father's commands and don't neglect your mother's instruction. Do the things that your mom tells you to do. And so part of the, a mom's job is to instruct her children and to teach her children. So they nurture, they comfort, they teach, they instruct, they discipline. And, and like I said, we're going to talk about discipline in a little bit. Grandparents. You also have an, an incredibly important role in the lives of your grandchildren. Um, and some of you grandparents are like, you know, you're, you're the parents. Uh, you're not just grandparents, but you're raising your grandkids. And that's a tough job. And, and, and maybe you didn't expect your retirement years or your golden years to be like this. But God has you there for a reason. God has you helping to raise your grandkids for a purpose. And that purpose is to leave a legacy of faith in your grandkids. Uh, that's what Paul told Timothy, his young protege Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.5. He says this, I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I know that same faith continues strong in you. So if you're a grandparent, you have an incredibly important job, and that is to instill faith in your children and in your grandchildren, and to pass that legacy of faith along to your kids and your grandkids. And, and so they'll look back and say, you know what, uh, my grandparents, you know, they took me to church every single Sunday, or, or they were always talking about Jesus, and, and I owe my faith to my grandparents, because they raised my mom or my dad to know the Lord, and they raised me to know the Lord, and pass that legacy of faith along to your grandkids, um, especially if, you know, their parents aren't doing it. So make sure that you are passing that legacy of faith along. Um, and Proverbs seventeen six says, grandchildren are the crowning glory of the age. And I've heard it said about grandparents that if, if they had known how much fun grandchildren were, that they would have had them first. Um, and the great thing about grandkids, you know, grandparents, the great thing about grandkids is that you guys, you and your grandkids have a common enemy. The parents. Right? It's a common enemy. It's like, yeah, I hate my kids too. And your, kid, your grandkids are like, yeah, we hate our parents. So it works. Right? Um, lastly, so I also want to talk about like influencers, like aunts and uncles and teachers and sponsors. And, and if you have children that you influence and that you are uh, impacting, you also have a very important role uh, to raise kids to know Jesus. And that's what we want to do and with the kids in our lives, the, the kids that we influence. We want to point them to Jesus. We'll talk about that in just a second. Um, but it's so important that the children that we have influence over... Uh, 
you know, when it comes to like helping parents, uh, you know, the old cliche about it takes a village or it takes a, a, a whole family of people. Uh, it, it, it takes everybody, all hands on deck to raise kids properly and to raise kids to know Jesus. It takes everybody working together. And so you, uh, if you don't have kids of your own, you are probably, you, there are kids in your life. There are kids that, uh, you know, it may be your niece or your nephew, a cousin, uh, it may be a, a neighbor kid, it may be a kid in your classroom, that you have influence over these young people. And, and your job is, is to point them to Jesus as well as your job is to be cheerleaders for the parents. To be cheerleaders for your kids, be cheerleaders for your neighbors, be cheerleaders for your uh, brothers and sisters, uh, and so that as they raise your nieces and nephews, that you are uh, cheering them on and serving as a resource to them uh, uh, and helping them raise their kids to know the Lord, okay? Finally, children. If you are a child, and by the way, you're all children, no matter how old you are, you have a parent or parents. And, and your parents may be gone, your parents may still be with you, um, but you are a child. And, and I think it's important that as children uh, that we, we uh, leave um, a legacy and that we honor our parents. No matter how old we are, we need to honor our father and mother. Uh, Ephesians 6, 1 through 3 says this, Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with the promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on the earth. This is one of the first verses my mother made me memorize. I'm not kidding. Like, I had to memorize this verse when I was a kid. And, 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 and when I was writing this sermon, it's like, man, I'm sitting at the table writing out verses again. Um, I was a bad kid, okay? And so my mom had unique punishments. And one of those unique punishments is we had to write out Bible verses. And like a lot of Bible verses because I was a very bad kid. And so I had like, I probably had carpal tunnels at age 11 and I just didn't even realize it, you know. But anyway, um, so uh, this is one of the first verses I had to memorize as a kid. Uh, and it's true. If you honor your father and mother, and you know, it will go well with you. Um, <laughs> mainly because, you know, they won't kill you. Um, but uh, honor your father and mother. And, and honestly, uh, we can do this at any age. We can do this when we're, we should do this when we're little, but as we get older, we can honor our father and mother, and sometimes that means taking care of them as they age, uh, but it can also be passing on their legacy and passing on the faith that they taught you to, their, to your kids and to the kids in, that you influence. Uh, so it's very important that we honor our father and mother uh, no the best we can. And maybe you didn't have good parents, and maybe your parents were harsh on you, and maybe your parents were abusive, and and so maybe sometimes the lessons that you need to pass on are, are those kinds of lessons of, you know, we're going to break these cycles and we're not going to be this way anymore. And we're going to, I'm going to teach you, uh, I'm going to teach you the opposite of what I learned. Uh, and that's how I'm going to honor my parents, uh, even though I didn't have the best parents. Not me, I have great parents, but uh, maybe you say, you know, I didn't have the best parents. And so I'm going to break these cycles uh, and I'm going to pass on a legacy that way and honor my parents that way. Um, in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 22, we're going to look at a lot of Proverbs for the rest of this message. It says, listen to your father who gave you life and don't despise your mother when she is old. And that means take care of your parents as they get older. Proverbs 15, 20, sensible children bring joy to their father. Foolish children despise their mother. Proverbs 10, 1, these are the Proverbs of Solomon. A wise child brings joy to a father. A foolish child brings grief to a mother. In Proverbs 17, 25, foolish children bring grief to their father and bitterness to the one 
who gave them birth. And so we see this, this pattern throughout the book of Proverbs that if we are uh, good children, if we uh, respect and honor our parents, we bring joy to our parents. Uh, but if we neglect them and if we despise them, um, it, it, it uh, makes our, our parents um, frustrated and sad and it breaks their hearts and it fills them with grief when we don't honor them. So it's important that as children, no matter what age we are, little ones, all the way up through middle age and, and older, that we honor our father and mother, and sometimes that means honoring their legacy. Um, and sometimes it means teaching them the things that they're, that the, the opposite of the lessons that you learned uh, and, and some of the pain that you experienced in trying to break those cycles. Um, so I began this message talking about a crow's nest, and, and I want to finish it off by talking about a crow's nest and how parents and, and uh, adults who influence children are kind of like sitting in a crow's nest. And so this is important. Uh, the crow's nest does not control the ship. And by that I mean this, is that if you're sitting in the crow's nest, there's no wheel in the crow's nest. Okay? The, you got to call down to the captain. And you got to say, look out. Watch out. There's icebergs ahead. Or watch out. There's danger ahead. And you got to call out to the captain. And you got to call out to one at the wheel. And let's face it, if, if you have kids, you know that you do not control your children. You may try, but it is an exercise in frustration most of the time, especially if you have teenagers, or so I hear. My little guy turns 13 this Saturday, and I, I got a feeling that things are about to change and I, from what I've been told, from what I've been told. I'm hoping not, you know, huh? but uh, yeah, and you're all like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, smile and nod at the, at the, at the ignorant pastor, smile and nod. But uh, you know, we do not control the ship. We can point out the dangers. Now, of course, if you have little, little ones, you know, and they're headed towards the outlet with a knife, you know, and you don't have the covers on them, you know, you, you want to control the ship. You, you want to just, you know, hey, look out over there. No, you don't want to, you want to jump out of the crow's nest then and pull them away from the outlet. But in all seriousness, you know, the, the job of the person in the crow's nest is to point out the dangers. And, and that's what the crow's nest says. The crow's nest provides guidance through dangers. And, and when you're young, you don't understand. You don't get all the dangers. For crying out loud, we get older, we don't understand all the dangers. We still need people to come alongside us and be like, hey, there's danger ahead. And so no matter what age your children are, no matter what age the children in your life are, you can still have influence and impact on them by pointing out the dangers that are coming. You know, uh, Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6 says this, Direct your children onto the right path, and when they are older, they will not leave it. And I know some of you hold on to that verse. You cling to that verse. It's like, man, I raised my kids in church, and I raised them to know the Lord, and yet they're wandering away from their faith, or they're wandering away from church, and I don't know if they're coming back. And you hold on to that verse, and you think, well, God's going to come through. And, and, and you're frustrated, and you're sad, and you're brokenhearted, and you're angry, and, you're, and you just don't know what to do. And I, I want to tell you two things about this verse. One, uh, Proverbs are principles, not promises. Proverbs are principles, not promises. Uh, it, it's a good guiding principle, but it's not necessarily a promise of God that if you do this, then this will automatically happen and this will always happen. Proverbs are principles, not promises. But number two, this is equally as important, is that God's not done yet. God is not done yet. And so if you have children or grandchildren who are wandering away from their faith and who aren't in church or who aren't walking with the Lord, if you have children and grandchildren whom you're really concerned about and, and you... 
you don't know what they're doing and you're really concerned about them, just know this, God is not done with them yet. They are a work in progress, just like you. And God's not done with you, and God's not done with me, and he is not going to give up on you, and he is not going to give up on me, and he is not going to give up on your children. So keep praying for your kids. Keep encouraging your children. Keep uh, pointing out the dangers to them, and keep guiding them as best you can. Don't give up on your kids, and don't believe that God is ever going to give up on your kids, because he's not. Okay? Lastly, the crow's nest provides... um, the crow's nest can help with course correction. The crow's nest can help with course correction. And this is where discipline comes in. All right, let's talk about it. <coughs> well, discipline is very important. Discipline is incredibly important uh, in the job of a parent or the job of an influencer, the job of a grandparent. We have to discipline our kids. And, and the reason that we do is because, well, God disciplines us. But our discipline has to come from a place of love, not a place of anger. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 12, it says, For the Lord corrects those he loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. Because God loves us, he corrects us. Because God loves us, he disciplines us. And because we love our children, we need to discipline them. We need to correct them and provide that course correction. A crow's nest can say, hey, there's an iceberg ahead. We need to turn uh, to the port side. Or we need to turn to the starboard side. Uh, port has four letters, just like left. That's why we did this. Um, starboard has more than fi- uh, four letters, and so does the word right. And so that's how, that's how I, I learned this yesterday. You're never too old to learn a lesson. Port left, starboard right. Hmm. If you got nothing else out of this message today, <laughs> the next time you're on a boat, you can impress somebody with that knowledge. Congratulations. But in all seriousness, we need to discipline our children from a place of love and not a place of anger, from a place of love and not a place of hatred. Uh, Discipline should always be corrective. It should never be just punitive. It should never just solely be punitive, uh, but it should be corrective, that we're going to correct our children and get them on the right path. Proverbs 13, 24 says, Those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. Those who love their children care enough to discipline them. And so it's important that we discipline our children, like I said, from a place of love, because we love them, and we don't want them to grow up to be sociopaths. We want them to grow up and be uh, followers of Jesus, and we're going to discipline them in a loving way. Proverbs twenty nine fifteen: to discipline a child produces wisdom, but a mother is disgraced by an undisciplined child. So discipline your children in a loving way. Proverbs 29, 17, discipline your children and they will give you peace of mind and will make your heart glad. And Proverbs 19, 18, discipline your children while there is hope. Otherwise, you will ruin their lives. If you have undisciplined children, if you do not discipline your children, you will ruin their lives. You are not doing them any favors by being their friend more than being their parent. You are not doing your children any favors by being their friend more than being their parent. So you gotta be a parent first. Not saying you can never be friends with your kids. My parents are two of my best friends. But we weren't best friends when we were little. <laughs> oh no. But I'm but it was for my benefit. Because my parents loved me that they disciplined me. And I grew up to be the amazing person that I am today. <laughs> that was a lot of laughter. I'm just saying that was a lot of laughter there. Okay, all right. So what do we do? Parents, grandparents, influencers, point kids to Jesus. Point your kids to Jesus. That's the best thing you can do for them. Point them to Jesus. Let them know that God loves them. 
and that Jesus died for them and that they can grow up to have a relationship with Jesus. You know, that they can grow up, they can put their faith and trust in him, believe in him, turn away from sin, repent of their sins, turn to God for forgiveness. And they can publicly acknowledge their faith by confession and baptism. And that God will cleanse them from their sins and wash away their sins and give them the hope of eternal life. So point your kids to Jesus. It's the most important thing you can do is point your kids to Jesus. And that's, that is something they will never forget and they will never regret. And that you will never regret pointing your kids to Jesus. Earlier this year on my wife's birthday, I had the joy and the privilege of baptizing my son. And I'm telling you, it's the happiest day of my life. I've had happy days throughout my life. I, I'm like Potsy, man. I've had some happy days. But I'm telling you, the happiest day of my life was the day that my son confessed Jesus as Savior and I got to baptize him. Best day of my life. And, and I'm telling you, point your kids and point your grandkids and those kids in your life, the kids in your neighborhood, point them to Jesus. And you will not regret it. And they will not forget it. Um, and then finally, children. Last one I want to talk to you is children. Just listen to the crow's nest. If you're a little one, if, you, if you're a little guy, a little girl here listening to me today, uh, if you are a teenager, if you're a young adult, listen to the crow's nest. If you're a middle-aged person like myself, listen to the crow's nest. We've got to listen to the crow's nest because the crow's nest can see things that we can't see. Uh, Proverbs 4.1, my children, listen when your father corrects you. Pay attention and learn good judgment. Proverbs 13.1, a wise child accepts a parent's discipline. A mocker refuses to listen to correction. Listen to the crow's nest. Proverbs 17, 21. It is painful to be the parent of a fool. There is no joy for the father of a rebel. Don't be a rebel. Don't be a fool. Bring joy to your parents. Listen to the crow's nest. They can see things that you can't see. And then in all things, Proverbs 23, 25 says this. So give your father and mother joy. May she who gave you birth be happy.